What up, cousins? It's me, Spencer Fulton Baird. I'm taking over the podcast this week because Caps is absent. I, I assume that he's under the weather, perhaps has COVID, perhaps is, has a mild case of COVID. Uh, that's what I'm guessing. Um, as I am a betting man, I'm betting on the reason he's absent is because of COVID, as 90% of the world has COVID now, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. So he asked me to cover for his podcast and, and substitute host it, and I was glad to do so because, you know, hap- the thing about Caps is uh, he uh, is very needy of attention. He, um, he has a, a web series that I've, star- that I've starred on, he was, he was lucky that I had the time to waste my time on, on a small show that gets so little viewership. But uh, I did, I did uh, participate in a few episodes of, of Grading Animals with J-Caps, which is, which is to be found on Instagram. So if you're curious about um, other episodes that I appear on, you can check out at Grading Animals on Instagram to find out more about me, Spencer Fulton Baird. And if you're more interested in... Spe- in things about me, you can visit the Smithsonian Institution. For the Smithsonian Institution was, during my lifetime, lucky to have me. In my lifetime, when I I started at the Smithsonian Institution, they had three animals there. They had a dog, a cat, and a pet goldfish. And by the time I was finished, they had over five million animals that I had named and discovered all by myself. And J-Caps had the audacity to invite me on the show on his Grading Animals web series as some sort of punchline. Meanwhile, during my life, I discovered most of the animals that he would grade, or that he would grade judgmentally for your amusement. So put some respect on my name, J-Caps, for without me, your show would be as empty as the Smithsonian Institution specimens were before I arrived there. Anyway, um, I'm supposed to host this show uh, because this show is predicated on people asking J-Caps questions. And um, I don't understand the whole... I don't understand. I don't understand the, the concept, mostly behind podcasts... But also the, behind this particular podcast, because I, from from what I understand, he had a show that I guess he got he got depressed or something. Or, or I, I understand he he was unable to pay for his own existence, and that that cut into the the production. And then he got sad, and then he got afraid that everyone would abandon him. So he started a podcast to keep in touch with them. And now he's afraid that people won't listen to it. So he implores the audience to, and he begs the audience for suggestions every week. This is what I understand. So, um, he, there's a, he sent me a bunch of... He sent me a screenshot of all these responses to what I assume was some sort of form, was some sort of text messaging uh, system where, whereby people wrote in suggestions. And here they are. So, I am going to go through all of them on this episode that I am hosting for J-Caps. Here we are. Uh, L. Wood, number five. The Wood, his name is The Wood, L. Wood. He asks, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and then he has two eyeballs, two eyeballs looking 
to the left. They're looking off to the left. And as I look to the left, I don't see... I see a coiled-up wire that plugs in this very laptop. And then I see a dark shadow. And then I see a satchel with watercolor paint brushes coming out of it. And then I see a folded-up... Um, uh, what It looks like a folded-up shelf. One of those folding shelves from Ikea. And beyond that, I see a green screen. And beyond that, I see a dark shadow. And I have to assume that in that dark shadow are spiders. For that is the part of the room where the two walls connect. And that is a good spot for a spider to build a web. And as I'm in Jacob's apartment, and as he has food out and dishes that he hasn't washed, I can only assume that insects are planning. Planning when... No one is in the room to, to mount their attack. So, there must be, if there's insects, there must be spiders. Spiders, man. There must be spiders, man. No way home. There's no way that in this home, spiders are to be tolerated. And if spiders are not to be tolerated, then insects are no, not to be tolerated either. So, Spider-Man, no way home with the eyes looking toward the very part of the room where spiders congregate, hoping that in the proliferation of insects that there may be some runoff. Some runoff of insects that will end up getting caught in the spider web. Now, this is Spider-Man No Way Home. Spiders, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. That's, that's the best I can do with that suggestion, Elwood. I, beyond that, what can I say about spiders and man? Well, you know, one of the interesting things about uh, convergent evolution is that the, the way that, that nature has to use all the materials in the world, for instance, a spider walks on eight legs, and the way that it walks on eight legs is very similar to the way that a human hand with, with its digits, walks, pretends to ha walk its hand across the table. Why is that? Is it because the, the evolution of spiders somehow uh, created some information about how to move that was stored in the DNA of all creatures? And when humans were created, when humans evolved from apes, their hands were able to move across the table the way a spiders do? I don't know. I don't know if that's the real reason for that, but um, that's what I'm going to say is the, is, is, the, is the reason for that. So, um, anyway, Elwood, uh, I hope you weren't expecting much from that suggestion. Um, oh, I'm just getting a text, actually, from, from Caps. He's listening to the show as we speak, and he says that Spider-Man is actually a comic book where movies, where, where movies have been made, and this particular Spider-Man, No Way Home, is the title of a movie. Okay. Noted. Well, I'm sorry, Elwood, but I died in August 19th of 1887, and in my lifetime, I never saw a movie. So, I'm unfamiliar with films, and I'm also unfamiliar with films about Spider-Men. 
Now, in my day, I did have science fiction. Of course, toward the end of my life, um, Jules Verne, great, a friend of mine also, Jules Verne, did uh, come into popularity towards the end of the 1800s. And I did, I did love his books. And um, he had books about aliens and, and um, uh, different, different type of crazy things that happened using science, which of course is my favorite thing. Um, so would there be a race of spider-men, giant spider-men, perhaps all hairy, perhaps hairy like a tarantula, like a Baird's tarantula? This sounds interesting, but my question is, if how would a, a how would an ape fuck a spider? It seems strange. See, when spiders fuck, their their ejaculate is stored in a, a little a pouch in a little sphere, and what happens is the spider male, the spider man, hands over a sperm sphere to the female spider. And then the female sp spider takes that, that sperm sphere and inserts it inside of her, where it, um, like a tide pod, it uh, evaporates and then becomes just load and then impregnates her. And then the female spider devours the male spider. What I'm, what I'm curious is, with apes and men, uh, they do not ejaculate into a sphere. The ejaculate is, is already uh, spread out. It's, it's shot like a cannon out of the penis. So in order for these spider-men, in order for this race of spider-men to live, how would the ape get its sperm into a sphere? Would it, would it have a friend spider that would make a web and then it would bust into the, into the web, thereby containing it in a web of silk? But then... Does, would the spiders, would the female spider's vagina be able to un, unwrap that web? I don't know. It, it, it would require some bit of, uh, of, of scientific experimentation. And of course, as you know, I died 135 years ago. So unfortunately, I will not be able to lead that scientific experiment. And it will have to fall to speculation. Perhaps it will have to fall to a writer such as Jules Verne to figure out whether Spider-Men could actually evolve and live. But I hope that in, let's say, an alternate, an alternate dimension, perhaps, perhaps, have you ever thought, have you ever smoked marijuana? And then you feel like, you feel as if, uh, you are looking at a bird's eye view of your entire life and your entire existence. And sometimes in that, in that sensation, you can sort of put together concepts that are uh, divergent that you would never have thought of before. Well, in my day, I did smoke marijuana and sometimes this uh, feeling would come over me and I would be looking at my life as in a, through a bird's eye view and I would think, whoa, what if there are a million different universes happening at the same time. And they're all layered on top of each other like a Photoshop document, like a thousand-layer Photoshop document with the opacity all set to 50. So if you blurred your eyes, you could see combinations of all the realities strewn forth you. Well, 
In this way, that's how I feel about the Spider-Man and the, and the evolution of Spider-Men. I, I would hope that somehow the apes would figure out how to bust into a web that female spiders could put inside of them and then impregnate themselves with ape sperm, thereby creating a hybrid uh, species of ape spiders. So, Elwood, thank you for that suggestion, and we appreciate your listening, and I, I know that Jake Haps himself is very appreciative, is that he is a very insecure person, and he needs, he needs an audience for some reason. It is a, it is a flaw within his character. Anyway, next suggestion. Uh, cats are superior to you, has a suggestion, and cats are superior to you, which is a very interesting screen name. Cats are superior to you. Not everyone. Cats are superior to you. You, the reader. Cats are superior to you, the reader. Whoever so reads upon cats are superior to you's screen name would see that cats are superior to them. And then, when you're not reading the screen name, cats are superior to you, you then are, are you on equal footing with cats? Or do you become superior to them? Or do cats, are cats superior to us in general? And when you read cats are superior to you's screen name, at that moment, you think, oh, now I am confronted with the truth that cats have been superior to, to us throughout, this whole, throughout our whole existence. Now, it was the ancient Egyptians who knew this as truth, and they worshipped cats as superior beings. And perhaps that, that hint or that spirit of the ancient Egyptians who gave us so much, who almost gave us a template for our civilization, for who can look upon Michelangelo's Pieta and not see the Egyptian sculpture of mother and child who Michelangelo swaggerjacked from. The Egyptians gave the ancient Greeks the columns and the organization of society that they ended up ripping off and then thinking that Man was the meaning of all things, which was a Greek thing, not the Egyptians. The Egyptians believed in the sun and guys who had jackal faces and cats, you know, D different type of shit. But in any case, cats are superior to you, says. Best food. That is the suggestion. Best food. This is a great question. Now, as you know, I'm Spencer Fulton Baird, and I lived from 1823 to 1887. And I have to tell you, listeners, that those were different times. Those are not the same times as you live in. For instance, um, how can I say this? We didn't have shit back then. Even the best, even the most wealthy people didn't really have shit even the most wealthy people, the people who, who were of the utmost privilege, they still had to shit in boxes, oftentimes, and they didn't even wipe their asses well. And often they didn't even have good refrigeration on their food. And often, 
they didn't even have they didn't even have internet they often didn't even have television it actually sort of one could say that the the the, the world that i grew up in sucked ass and we didn't have that great stuff but food was one of the things that we did have food is something so simple so elemental a lot of times people alive at any time in during history will look at their life and lament lament what they don't have think i wish i had uh, something more now i wish i had some bauble some little you know invention that that could uh, entertain me for a moment i you know i wish i had a, a cell phone i wish i had a a, a video game or, or a new pair of shoes or something like that back in in my day we did want to have pairs of shoes cuz we'd wear the shoes until they wore completely down to the um to to the soles so that that your foot would come through and in fact i during my life was an extensive hiker and i i hiked in 18 believe it or not in 1842 i hiked 21,000 miles i wore i wore through my leather shoes hiking on trails visiting my friends that's most of the 1840s believe it or not most of the 1840s was me walking around i walked around the entire country by myself just walking around and discovering animals as i do back then people didn't know shit about animals but you know it's funny that i do this i do i'm in 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 part friends with uh with jcaps who loves animals and he he uh does this show he used to do this show about animals and um but the truth is that he just looks on the internet and and gathers whatever information he needs about the animals and then regurgitates it in a stupid sounding way he figured out a way to talk stupidly and and uh lowest common denominator make jokes and then that everyone thinks that he's some sort of animal genius when in fact he's standing on the shoulders he's standing on my shoulders on the person who actually went out and did the hiking work to discover all these animals to discover capture sometimes dissect by hand and find out the the differences you know that i drew the first picture of the um the gila monster i believe that he uh he put that in an episode yes that's right i me i discovered i'm the real deal so anyway i i don't know what what was i supposed to talking about food okay food i'm sorry i got i got carried away i'm sorry i get carried away it happens but uh, of course there aren't that many suggestions so i'm i'm doing what they say in the biz as i'm stretching it out i'm stretching all the the topics out best food well i just got a text from caps who's listening right now and he said that uh, his favorite food is plantain it's fried plantain and uh, uh and either okay uh, so okay so hold on a second he just texted again he said fried plantain is his favorite food um you know caps is almost anorexic by the way i don't know if you if you know that caps has some sort of eating disorder that um that in my day people never had because in my day people were ravenous for food and they were very hungry they were very hungry and 
If there was food, they would eat it because oftentimes you never knew when you were going to eat again. Often you had to hunt for your own food. I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if you can tell from my accent, but I'm from Philadelphia. I'm from, Phil, I'm from Pennsylvania when Pennsylvania was quite rural. Um, anyway, um, what was I talking about? The best food. Yes, so Cap says the best food is fried plantain. And I, I would have to agree. My favorite fried plantain is tostones. I like fried plantain, uh, not ripe. Um, green plantain. That is the best. If you're going to fry it, you get a green plantain. And you uh, skin it. You cut it up. And you get a little bit of, um, I would say, you could use canola oil. You could use vegetable oil. I wouldn't use, I wouldn't use olive oil. It's too thick but I would use canola or vegetable oil. And I would put a little bit, I would put just enough to wet the bottom of the pan. And then I would fry it. I would fry the plantains thin. I would cut them thin. I would cut them into like chips, but not so thin, not so thin. Maybe perhaps um, anywhere from, anywhere from three quarters, no, let's say an eighth of an inch let's say an eighth of an inch to a quarter of an inch thickness. Cut them up, fry them. You have to turn them over, put them in a basket with a napkin to capture the oil, and then you can lightly sprinkle salt around it. Then you can use sour cream, refried beans, or, hmm, well, in some, in some places they make this crema, which I, I believe is just sour cream with some other ingredient, which I'm not sure. And that makes a perfect comfort food for caps, of course. So, that is the best food. And that was texted to caps, who is listening to the show live. And uh, cats are superior to you. I recommend that you try this food. And then write in. And tell us if you liked it as well. And if you think of a variation of this food, then let us know. Let us know if it was delicious or if it fucking sucked. Okay. Let's look in the next suggestion. The next suggestion comes from Chris Trombley. And he asks, what is your creative process? And I suppose he's asking this question of J-Caps. Hmm. What is J-Caps' creative process? Hmm. That's a good question. Let's, let's look through his, his body of work and see if we can ascertain some clues as to what is his artistic process. Hmm. Well, let's look at, look at this, this is most recent creation, Grading Animals. Well, it appears, if we scroll to the beginning of this Instagram page, it appears that he, in a uh, ramshackle way, improvised through... 10 episodes, not even bothering to figure out what the, how to post, and he didn't even know that you can select a cover. He just improvised. He just improvised whatever he thought was fun. And then, after 10 times of doing that, and I, I suppose ultimately feeling it was an ultimate failure, went back and looked at what he had done. And then he must have looked at it and thought, okay, here are ways to Hmm. So, because because if you look, if you scroll through the the episodes, it seems like they they improve it and they improve it a, 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 a 
sort of brick by brick way. I would assume that he looks over... Oh, I'm getting another text. I'm sorry. I'm getting another text from Caps, and he says that he's coming over, and he's going to take over the over the podcast, and that I'm doing a bad job, and that, thank you, though. He says, thank you, though. And then he says, don't say that on the podcast. And he says, okay, I'm coming in now. Oh, oh, you're here. You're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to take over... I'm going to do the show now. Okay, well, what if I don't want to give over the show? What if I want to have you as my guest? Um, uh, yeah, no, but I actually have to do the show right now. Um, no, you don't. I'm actually going to take over your podcast. I think, let's see how, the, let's see what the audience thinks. Let's see if the audience would rather have me as the host of the podcast or you. I've even, I heard, you know, one of the issues, uh, Spencer, is that, listen, I love having you on the show and I love that you came back from the dead to do Grading Animals, but you're, you're, um, I'm what? I'm what? You can't think of, you can't think of the answer to say to me right now? No, I was going to say that, like, you're dissing me. Like, a lot of this episode is you're dissing me. And I, I feel like, you know, I've been having a hard year, so I'm like not, I don't. Oh, so is that the problem? You're sensitive. Your sense of, you know, the thing is, your, your persona that you that you show on Grading Animals is Teflon. It looks like you never get upset about anything. I wouldn't say that. I mean, like, I was very vulnerable, especially in the Man Shrimp episode when I told... When you told everyone that you were burnt out and that you couldn't do your, you couldn't do your Instagram show because because you forgot to get a job and have and make money and you, you, you were hoping that you were going to become a viral star and it never happened? Yeah, that's that's actually what happened. And also, I'm... I'm what what are you? Uh, I'm, 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 um, you know, listen, I'm just, uh, I'm just trying shit out. Like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Caps. I, I apologize. I feel like I, um, I don't know, I don't know. You know, it's so easy to bully you. It's so easy to bully you because you're so you you leave yourself open in these obvious ways. But um, you know what? Thank you. And, and and thank all of you listeners who have stayed in uh, for my um, guest hosting. I'm sorry that uh, I'm sorry if I caps caps. I'm sorry if if you're upset. I'm I'm cool actually. I'm like I'm happy that you listen. I needed you. I needed you to do this, and it's all good, man. Like when I start doing episodes again. When you start doing episodes again, caps, get your shit together, and let's fucking do this. If you if you worked as hard as I did during my life. Don't let's not forget that when I joined I know when you joined the Smithsonian, you had you went made them from three animals from three animals to six six million or something like that. I, I can't, just listen Spencer, I'm gonna take over right now, okay? Okay, fine. I, I'll I'll go. I'll if you need me, I'll be here. I'll be looking through yeah, just go and just go over to my bookshelf and like look through something. Like, there's a lot of I have a lot of books that came out after you were. Yeah, like you can look at some of. I have a lot of stuff over there. You could. All right, guys, thanks so much for um. Thank you, Spencer Fulton Baird. Let's give Spencer Fulton Baird uh, a round of applause. Thank you so much, Spencer Fulton Baird. You fucking legend, legend in the house, guys. Um, but thank you, guys. I um I didn't have COVID. I just um. I just was, uh, I was, um, 
yeah, man, I've just been so, it's true. I've been a little bit depressed, you know, it's just what it is. Uh, what can you do? Uh, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult time, but, uh, but I'm back. Okay. So, uh, Spencer covered the, um, the best food question. Cool. From cats are superior to you. And, uh, all right. So what were we up to? Okay. So someone asked about my, my creative process and, and I guess Spencer was saying that I, that I suck. I was, you, you, you were you using that as a, a reason to tell? Yes, I was. I wanted to point out that you basically, your, your creative process is just pulling shit out of your ass. What? Pulling shit out of my ass. That's called improvisation. That's not pulling shit out of your ass. It's exactly that. It's pulling shit out of your ass. Yeah, that's, there's an art to it. It's called improvisation. What would you say? Is, is jazz just pulling shit out of your ass? No, that's musicianship. That's talent. Just, you know what, Spencer, like why? I don't want to have a contentious relationship with you. I'm like very honestly grateful that you would be on my show. And like you're, you're like so aggressive. Like why do you want to beat, why do you want to, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm just this. You know, you'd be you. You could learn from me. You should make your podcast more honest. You, you, you go off on tangents and you, you, you talk. Why? Because I'm answering questions. Because that's giving. Yeah, you should just be honest. Why don't you just be honest, Caps? Why don't you just take down the facade? You're not an animal scientist. I know. Listen, everyone knows that. That's the that's the joke that I'm an animal scientist, and I feel like this whole thing, this podcast was so that people would, like, I would be more, I think I am being more real. I mean, yeah, I suppose. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to read, I'm going to read some books. I'll leave you alone. Cool. Yeah, because I, I actually think the gimmick is a little bit, it's a little bit wearing thin for me even as well. All right, cool. So, um, all right, so I will answer the question about my creative process from uh, Chris Trombley. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, like I think I have, uh, I always think of myself as, um, like I want to be, I want to be a um, a classicist. Like I want to be like really, really good at stuff, but it turns out that I'm not, uh, like I can't just be, like I'm not that good at things. So I think I work like hard to, um, to build up my skills in things like uh, drawing or uh, things like, any any time any type of thing that requires skill, I try to get good at. But um, on the other hand, like the other part of it is, I um, I do like one thing Spencer did did call me on is I do love to improvise and I do love to sort of make a mess and then figure out from the mess if there were if there was any um, patterns that were. Um, like intrinsic to me, like uh, he was saying in the beginning of Grading Animals, like I did improvise the first ten episodes, and then like I saw what I did and looked back on it, and then was like, oh okay, here here are my patterns that like come out naturally, and then using that, I sort of made that like um like a rough like the rough sketch that everything else would like build upon, and then um. I just, I don't know. I guess like that's kind of how I work. So I think that that is kind of my creative process to to make a mess and then see if I can use 
any sort of craft that I've tried to be good at to to get myself out of the jam. Maybe. Maybe that's what I do. Or maybe I'm a full of shit loser like Spencer Fulton Bad. I'm not Listen, what did I say? I didn't say that. I just said that you I listen. We'll look we'll listen back to the tape and we'll see who said what, okay? Fine. I listen, I'm I'm not going to say anything for the rest of the cast, okay? I'll just hang out. It's cool. It's cool. All right, next suggestion. Um Okay. So, uh Lopez 2420, salute to Lopez 2420, uh says worst music artists or bands. Worst music artists or bands. That's a that's a great question. Um you know, I really think that the music that you like in your life um it it's so it's like not even your choice. The kind of things that you like are almost not your choice. Like because you're um you are going to be predisposed to things that um that happened before you were even conscious. So like I always think that why is it that I like um like I don't like a lot of like if I know this I've I've said this on on in grading animals but like I always have a, a thing where like I am always um more into um I guess you could call it uh like indie music but that's just I think the only reason that is is because um, there were other patterns in my life that uh, made me like that stuff. I think that, like, if I was, if if uh, my, like, I think that because of my ethnicity, and um, I think because of like the way I grew up, where like I had like a different culture in in my life, uh, I was like my ear was tuned to. Um, to other sounds than maybe what would be like the middle of the road, like American pop stuff. Like I always say that, like I didn't grow up with like the Beatles in my house, or um, or like you know, I grew up around like mostly jazz and Spanish music. So my ear was tuned to different stuff. So like the first. The first uh, cassette tape that I ever got, like that I ever bought for myself, was um, Tori Amos' Little Earthquakes, and the reason I got it was from was because like uh, in in the comic book The Sandman, uh, she was she Tori Amos wrote in to The Sandman, and um, yeah, that's that's right, Caps. I just want I just want to say that sounds fucking snobbish. What I mean, that's the truth, though. Like, I wasn't trying. I was a, a eleven-year-old kid. I was not trying to be. Yeah, I know, but but that's what it sounds like. So you're saying you're a snob? No, you're saying I'm a snob. Like you're saying you're trying to derail this. I'm trying to answer Lopez twenty four twenty's question right now, and you're like, I, honestly, dude, I don't mean to be like this, but I won't, I'm not going to invite you on the show if you're if this is how you're going to be. Like, what's going? Like, why why would you do this? To, to me like you know that like i've been having a tough year like why why are you just attacking me i'm sorry you know i'm sorry caps can i can i th- take the mic sure okay so sorry um listen caps uh 
truthfully, it's it's uh, I'm I'm feeling a little insecure as well. I'm attacking you, but the truth is, is that listen, I had a great life. I'm Spencer Fuller's in bed. I mean, you know, you know my name. My name is synonymous with um making, of course, the Smithsonian successful. Let's not forget that Ulysses S. Grant appointed me the first commissioner of fish and fisheries for the U.S. Fish Commission in 1871. Let's not forget that, um, you know, I, I lived rent-free in the Smithsonian building. Let's not forget that uh, I was made a member of the Order of St. Olaf by the King of Sweden. I lived a great life. But, you know, I look at you, Caps, and, you know, one thing is that you get to be silly. You get to do silly things, and I, I'm a little bit jealous of that. I want to do. I wished I could do, could have done more silly things. I listen. You and I both love animals, of course, but yes, but you see, I, when I did animal shit, it was all for seriousness. It was all for serious science business. I never got to goof around with anybody, and now. I'm dead for over 135 years, and I see you making mirth, taking my animal discoveries and just making a mockery of it all and making a mockery of life and sort of goofing around, and I'm a little bit jealous, and I wish that maybe I would have done it differently. But Spencer, listen, dude, you're, you're on the show right now. Like, you're getting to be a part of... Are you kidding me? Like, listen, I, I, I have the opposite thing. I look at your life... And think, shit, you're you actually did something with your life. I mean, look, just the, just to be real with you, I don't have a Wikipedia page, and you do have a Wikipedia page. And the way shit is going, like I don't know if I ever will. You know, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, Caps, you know, you're so negative. You have, I don't know what it is about you. Why can't you just? Why can't you meditate or think positively? Listen, dude, I don't know why. I feel like. My mind is the your mind is the your worst enemy. I don't understand. Maybe have you ever considered doing mushrooms? I mushrooms. I've I've been told I've been told that I should do mushrooms. I actually watched. I you know you watched that documentary, right? The documentary. You saw that documentary? Yeah, of course I saw that documentary. It was the documentary about um, it's that hippie guy, right? It's called uh Fantastic Fungi. That girl. That girl. What's it? Yo, Spencer, weren't you saying earlier that you never saw movies? Yeah, I never saw movies. I saw hundreds of documentaries, though. All right, respect. Well, yeah, so, yes, I think, Caps, I think you should do mushrooms to reorganize the, the, the synaptic connections in your brain so that you can finally think positively and perhaps love yourself. Spencer, that's like... That is a good idea. I mean, I maybe I should. I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. I don't know how to escape the um the the evil monster inside my brain. I mean, it is difficult. Well, if you ever want to do shrooms, let me know because I will do shrooms with you. Thank you, Spencer. I would love to I would love to do shrooms and I don't I guess it would be fun. I don't know what I don't usually I don't usually uh, let go of control like that, but um that would be I guess that would be cool. Like I guess to do to do to do shrooms with the ghost of Spencer Fulton Baird. Yo. 
It will be fun, dude. Don't worry. All right, I'm going to go back to the bookshelf now. Finish your little suggestion thing, your little gimmick for your podcast. All right, cool. All right, so what was I talking about? The I was talking about the worst music or bands. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the worst music band is probably uh, Takashi 69. I'm going to guess that's the worst band. Um, there's a lot of shitty bands. Let's keep it real. There's a lot of shitty bands, and what can you do? When you ever, whenever you see a shitty band, think of it this way. Um, okay, maybe they suck, but in your life, are you expressing yourself and fearlessly showing it to the world, willing to accept any negative criticism that comes toward you? And if you can do that and continue doing that, then... Uh, then, then maybe then you could have like a little judgment for others. But then, also, plenty of bands suck and you're totally allowed to hate them and hate on them because they're putting it out. Uh, as well, so many artists are, um, are possibly like uh, ty- uh, narcissists, right? That's like the, that's the caveat, you never know. There are people who want to express themselves and they are uh, pursuing something, like they're building something inside themselves and they're open to, they're, they're, they're like, they're, they listen and there's like a communication between themselves and the audience. And then there are some people who are closed off to the audience and they're, they're narcissists. And I think that that that's like a real Venn diagram. I think there's plenty of artists who are narcissists and there's, I think all artists actually, the Venn diagram is just one circle. All artists are narcissists, but the level of narcissism is like a sliding scale. So while all artists are narcissists, they, some of them, a percentage of them, are not so much narcissists that they don't have um, some self-awareness or empathy of like that they could possibly suck. So um, when an artist receives criticism uh, or hate from the audience, that can be a positive thing that can help them be better, that can help them grow, or can harden their shell to persevere. And I think that like um, putting yourself out there is ultimately going to attract hate or like indifference or um, some type of negativity from the world. Because I think the world does not need you. Uh, and you. And you have to find where in the world that you can connect with others in the world. There is ultimately enough room for everyone, but the like the the journey to get there is through a lot of like indifference and negativity so yes again the worst music artists and bands is uh takashi 69 okay cool so uh yes yeah, so and also this is uh turning out to be a, a pretty good episode okay great so the next suggestion is from cats are superior to you who i think that we had so Spencer, do we have cats? 
Yes, cats are superior to you. Yes, uh, we answered one of uh, their questions just a moment ago about best food. That was when I was still on the show, but now I'm off, so please leave me alone. Okay, Spencer, no sweat. I'm gonna just um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this one off. Okay, you're everybody. Thanks, thank you so much, Spencer Fulton Brad. Thank you so much. Love you. And um, yes. Yeah, so Spencer is um, he's he's off for now. We're gonna we're we're not gonna interrupt them. He's he's reading um. Uh, uh, not waving, but drawing by John Cuneo. Uh, my copy of it by Fan- on Fantagraphics Books. It's a very good comic with um, a lot of obscene drawings in it. So he's uh, immersed in that right now. Uh, it's a good book. It's very good. No, I, that's why I bought it. No, I, I, it's good. All right. So the next uh, suggestion is, what's the meaning of life? And that's a great question. So the meaning of life. Uh, well, I don't necessarily think there is a meaning of life. I think that um, we are, you know, we're lucky to uh, live in a pocket of time that has not, uh, that has not for the people, you know, wherever you are, if you're in a, a pocket of of existence where like, you're not being murdered or like you're not being um, your home is not being bulldozed by a tank or um, there are people like marauding your town and chopping people's heads off or any type of horror. There's not like a like a big volcano that's blowing up near your house. That's like you're lucky. That's the luck of the draw for, you know, how you got born into a time where there was nothing like that. And then um you know the sad part about life is that uh it you grow and you get old and people go away and people die and you uh you evolve through various identities of yourself and you're never um you're never the same as you go you 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 change constantly and your your wants change and you you work so hard for for something and then you get it and it dissolves into dust or like it it just like evaporates as soon as you have it and um and you have to continue to like work through everything forever um and then there are really wonderful precious precious connections and moments that you that you can have when you're younger, you have wonder and you and you are like filled with the spirit of of newness as things happen and you're like maybe in moments where you never were before and you feel alive and maybe you don't even know how to act in those moments, but then you think back on them and they're like, wow, I was able to have that. And then, you know, they're gone and then the, then time moves forward and time is constantly moving forward. And... um. If you are able in the in the cacophony of everything to find things that mean something to you, if you find like a a, a skill that that like brings you joy or like or like um an interest that you know fills your mind and heart, or if you find uh a way to help others or 
any anything anything that like um that that you interact with in the world uh you know almost like the movie soul like you know remember, remember in the movie soul where they go to the you you are you seminar the you semen are when they go to the you semen are and they say, you semen are archers. You semen are basketball players. You semen are cooks. You semen are whatever it is, whatever you connect with. And then between the trajectory of that and the endless death of identity, people, years, trends, clothing, institutions, websites, cars, the endless ending of everything. Between that and some type of earnest pursuit that reflects something of you back to yourself, that's the meaning of life, I think. All right, cool. All right, yo, I gotta really, yo, let's just thank you so much I think Spencer really hooked me up and and really I'm so glad that he took care of the beginning of the show because I don't know that I I was I was um you know I got uh, li- just this week um wildly I think a a a BB gun or some type of thing struck my windshield and I have a crack in my car's windshield now and um I have to I have to call my insurance about it um but but uh, I, I don't want to deal with that shit right now. Um, anyway, let's let's get back to the suggestions. Um, okay, we had a bunch of suggestions from Richie Rich forty two eighty eight, who last episode really came through and asked most of the suggestions. So let's see what he has to say. He has a bunch of suggestions. He goes, "Where is one place you'd never want to visit or live in?" Well. You know, visiting places in the world is a big question. I, I, um, my old job, I had to fly around the world. I had a photography job where I was uh, an event photographer for corporate, for this corporate, um, this big corporation. I had to work for the seat for like within the, um, the office of the CEO of a company that's on the fortune that's within the fortune 300 like the top companies in the world and um i had to fly to everywhere germany italy france fucking all over mexico canada a lot or all the places and and honestly they wanted me to go to other places but i put my foot down and said you know what i i'd rather you fire me if unless i have to go there the places i didn't want to go I didn't want to go to Israel because they wanted me to go to like um, the West Bank because some business deal thing was going down there. And I was like, yo, that shit is a little hectic. I'm like, why do I want to go there? No, it's too hectic. I don't want to go. Um, And I also didn't want to go to Australia. No hate on Australia. I just didn't want to spend like 24 hours in a plane. You know, that's the shitty thing about traveling. You know, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the plane. It fucking sucks. It's like, you know, the guy who, the, 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 the boss of our boss, 
during my job there, um, he had, he flew. He had in one flight he flew from um, from New York to Vancouver and then straight to China or st- then straight to like somewhere else like that. And he got deep leg thrombosis and he um, it went up to his heart and he actually um, ended up having to retire. Thankfully, he was a fucking uh, like a big corporate guy. So like, um, but he he uh, he ended up dying. He ended up dying like three years after that thing. And I was like, fuck that shit. You know, one of the issues. So when you say place you'd never want to visit is like, I don't really like the idea of being on a plane. And that does fuck up. a lot. Like if I had to travel on a plane, I would have to travel on a plane where I could just walk around. Um, and if that was the case, then I wouldn't mind traveling and then visiting places. But um, I guess like I would never want to visit. Um, I'm not that I'm not that interested in going to China, I guess, because I'm like, it's not going to be fun. It seems like it's going to be like a headache for like a lot of, um, you know, fucked up shit that goes on there. And it's like, I don't want to go there. Uh, I would like to go to Australia, but I mostly don't want to be on the plane. So I would. Um, so that's my answer. So I would not always oh, say, but but live in. Where is one place I'd never want to live in? Um, well, you know what? Where would I never want to live in? I guess I don't want to live anywhere where there would be some type of political strife. Like whenever I look up in the news and I see like there are places where it looks like it's hectic, I'm like, you know what? Thank God I live somewhere boring. I want to live in somewhere boring where nothing happens that could kill me. Except, you know, a surprise murder. A surprise murder can happen anywhere, but, you know, uh, if you're a betting man, if you're like my friend Spencer Fullerton Baird, who always bets on shit, um, you know, I would say the odds are better in a place, a sleepy old place where nothing happens for a random murder. So um, So that's my specific answer of one place I'd never want to visit or live in. But uh, the questions from uh, Richie Rich uh, don't stop. We still have some more. And he goes, the next suggestion question says, would I ever have kids? Um, I think, I think yes. I think I would have kids if I, but, you know, I don't know. I think that, like, I do enjoy, um, like, I have a nephew and I'm very close with him. You know what? It's it's like what is your life going to be? Do you know what your life is going to be? Sometimes like you make choices and um you go down a path and then sometimes the path uh it's like if you don't if you it's like that poem. You ever hear that poem by Robert Frost? He goes he goes two roads diverge in a wood. Um and I so, I'm sorry I couldn't take them both. This is not the lines of the poem, but it basically goes, there's two roads. Um, I went down the one less traveled, and that made all the difference because then my life was more, way more fucked up, but it had interesting stuff along the way, whereas if I had lived a normal life, then I would have, um, then my life maybe would have had more security and joy, but I took the road less traveled by, and that's what made me an alcoholic suicidal artist. So, 
that's how I feel about having kids. But, you know, who knows? I, I think that um, what I'm going to really hope for, what I'm really try for in 2022 is to have a little more positivity and hope because things are actually not bad. And I, I am super lucky. In fact, just to talk, just to um, share with you guys about some shit that's going on in my actual life, which is what Spencer Foolish and Baird told me to do in the first place, just be honest. Um, so uh, if you guys don't know, I um, have been working on a, a script with Marianne Bayard, my um, comedy partner, for... Uh, We've been we finished our web series, killing it in 2017, and we started an, a, a script in January 2018, and we have uh, we we finished it. We finished our new script, and we had a reading um, on on Sunday, and this is past Sunday, so today's Monday, and we had it yesterday, and it was uh, it was like. We got together a bunch of people who um, are our friends, our creative actor friends and stuff. We uh, like some people who we had wanted to cast in it. Um, anyway, it was so great, and uh, it was such an accomplishment for us to to like finish it and um, share it and like get. And now we're gonna get notes and we're gonna try to produce it this year. And so like that's like some that's like a huge goal that. Like more than anything, like something that I've wanted to bring to, to existence, and you know what's weird is that like, you want something in life, and maybe even the thing that you want is like other people would think, well, this is the stupidest thing that you could ever, um, waste your time on, you know. I've made a pi- the pilot, I've made web series, I've made like, grading animals, I make this podcast, I make a bunch of shit, and it's like. The world is like, why are you wasting your time with that? Like, you know, as Spencer said it earlier, but like, I really, um, like, this has been a hard year for me. Like, I'm not, like, I am like fucking bankrupt. You know, I thought that, like, <laughs> I thought everyone was going to join the Patreon because grading animals so good. Like, it's not, that's, you know, it's just what it is. Um, things, you know, and I, like, I'm just like a little struggling, but I still pursue the thing that I want, which is like, um, making this like creative thing a reality this creative pursuit um and it's stupid some i feel like i feel like it's stupid sometimes like i'm my worst critic and enemy but you know you um you you take the road less traveled by and you can you commit to the pursuit and that is what will make all the difference uh and then maybe one day i'll have kids so thank you richie Rooch. that's a great suggestion Let's go to the next suggestion. And uh, he says, uh, Richie Rich has four, he has six other um, suggestions that were actually five. Um, okay, he, ha- he asks, have I, ever, have I ever met Spider-Man in New York City? Um, the answer is no. I did not meet Spider-Man, but I did walk past him as he was dressed up in a costume um, in Times Square. Uh, and he was asking people to take pictures of him. And uh, if anyone's been to Times Square, if anyone comes to New York and thinks, oh, well, let me go to Times Square, then please, that's that's like such an unnecessary thing to do. Um, 
I don't know. I think maybe this goes back to like what your favorite music because like sometimes Times Square is a place that you're like, oh yeah, there is a different breed of people who really think this is great. But because I am predisposed to think the way I am, I hate this shit and I don't like it. That's not me being a snob. I, I definitely think that like there's something beautiful about everything. And if you're open to it, you can see the beauty in everything. But also, there is like a lot of just um, grotesque, uh, you know, people consuming the shit that's fed to them by society in like a lowest common denominator way. And I feel like there's something of that in, you know, going to Times Square because it's Times Square. But then again, I guess like, if you visit New York City for the first time, might as well go there just to see it. But I'd never, I never talked to Spider-Man when I was there. He is there. He is always there. He's always taking pictures for people. And I think that like he's um, like something, you know what? If you go to New York City, go up to the guy dressed as Spider-Man and give him your cell phone. Okay, cool. So Richie Rich has a few more questions, then, then we'll get going with the show. Um, again, thanks to Spencer Fullerton Baird um, for for covering for the first half hour because I appreciate that. All right, Richie Rich asks Tupac or Biggie. Okay, this is a great question. I am gonna say Biggie. I'm an e I'm from the East Coast. I'm from New York, but also I feel like Biggie's music was more punk than Tupac. If you listen to Biggie's albums, they're like more stripped down. They're more like like um. I don't know. I guess like that's just that's just where I fall. I fall on the Biggie side, not the Tupac side. Although, I mean, they're both great, but I would say Biggie is more interesting than Tupac. Also, one of the things about Biggie is when he was a he when he was a little kid, when he was like eleven years old, there were these old jazz heads that sort of mentored him in his community and they made him or no I guess I guess he wanted to do it but he was like uh interested in like jazz and they gave him like uh tapes of jazz uh solos and had him like rap over jazz solos and I just imagine that like a because I mean Biggie died at like 24 but I imagine like a 12 year old Biggie who was being mentored by these old jazz heads and rapping over like uh i mean john coltrane or something like that that sounds very interesting to me um anyway that's some biggie lore that i remember from i guess the radio i guess i remember hearing it a story about that on hot 97 uh the radio station in new york growing up listening to hot 97 you know funk master flex re repeating the beginning of a song 75 times in a row, you know, but, um, that's like a, like a local reference or maybe not. Maybe he's national and everyone gets that. But anyway, let's see. Richie Rich, by the way, guys, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, if you've listened for this long and, uh, you're like, you know, I want to suggest something to caps. I recommend just DMing me on Instagram at grading animals. If you want to suggest something for the podcast, just DM me at grading animals. Uh, because that's what I mean when I say suggest something, I will get it. And then I will 
Use it in the show. All right. So uh, Richie Rich says, do you think we'd destroy another planet if we'd colonize it? Okay. Richie Rich. Who's we? Do you think we as a like as a collective we as humanity or like or do you mean like because I don't I mean the answer is yes probably but like who like do you feel like you're like in charge of or like you're part of the society at large I don't feel like I'm part of society at large I feel like I am uh you know I I was born into this body and I have as much means as I can to try to exact whatever life that I hope to have from this life, from like my amount of energy that I have every morning and my own creativity and like savvy to like fucking try to make things happen. But I'm completely um, unable to bend the world to my will completely. And, you know, as I get older, I imagine that at a at a certain point like the um the machine of the world um will be too strong for me to like bend and um i will like uh collapse under the weight of it because we're all going to die paula share the great graphic designer who taught at sva said here's what to expect when you're expecting to have a life in art, she had a chart and she had a PowerPoint and she said, in your 20s, you have two possibilities. You can be um, a peon. Nobody fucking t- pays attention to you at all. Or you could be a wonder kind. Like, oh, look at this fucking genius. That some th- those are two things that can happen in your twenties if you're creative and you stick with your doing art, but if you stick with it, then in your thirties, no matter if you're a peon or wonderkind in your twenties, if you stick with it, you will be in your thirties a pro at your craft, and if you stick with your craft into your forties, you will be an old pro. You'll be an old pro at it. And if you stick with your craft into your 50s, Paula Cher says that you will have power. On on her chart, she has capital P-O-W-E-R, power. And she says that if you stick with your creative pursuit into your 60s, you will have waning power. And then she says that if you stick with your creative pursuit into your 70s, you can expect Lifetime Achievement Awards, total decline, and death. So that is the best case scenario for artists. So it's like, what on a bigger scale like you know yes the the humans would colonize humans are a type of bacteria and they will just colonize or do whatever and it's not you know anybody's fault it's just 
Like, that's the same thing ants would do, and that's the same thing fungus would do, and it's actually, there's a great, beautiful unity of all living things to colonize and, you know, fucking do that, you know? I mean, even when the asteroid hit the Earth, the trees went to war to see who was going to take what territory on Earth. So, um, yeah, so that's something that would happen. And then there's only two more suggestions. Um, but also, uh, Sp- Spencer, yo, come, Spencer, do you want to come back and say anything uh, on, on the show a- a- after? Because I'm going to wrap it up in a little bit. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll come. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is just, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, Caps. And I think I, I'll, I'll definitely come f- cover for you whenever you need. Um, but I want to give a shout out. I just want to say that it was very nice to, um, to answer some of your questions before. And uh, if you can, please uh, visit uh, the Sp- Smithsonian's institution and check out some of the animals that I've discovered there. Uh, and uh, have a great life, you know. Caps is quite negative about this this whole thing, meaning of life and all that. I say that work hard, have a be driven, be consumed with your creativity, be consumed with your interests, and get so overwhelmed within them that you find new and expanding paradigms within them that could open opportunities in your life that you never knew existed. That's what I did. And by the way, I walked across the entire country dur- in, during the 1840s. So just think, you have a car. Think of what you could do. Thank you so much. Cool. You Take it, take it away, Caps. Thank you so much, uh, Spencer. Thank you. Thanks. That's great. Spencer's right. Um, yes. He, you know what? I got to say, Spencer is right. And um, listen, uh, we, should all, we should all take a cue from Spencer. He's, remember, like, we can all decide to view this life and the, 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 the horror that we see all the time. We can all decide to see, to judge it. Um, because if you look at nature, nature also is often a horror. Or you can view nature as what it has always been, which is a wonder. And then you can say, okay, well, this is... This is what it is, and um, you know, you you're we're part of it with for the good and the bad, and like, how much can we uh can we get out of it? And like, again, I don't think this part's really funny, but I think that um, you know, maybe we'll be maybe uh we can end on a positive note. Um, I have, to Richie Rich's last suggestion is: Do you have any suggestions for for us for you guys? Um. And yeah, I do have a suggestion. I do have a suggestion. Uh, two suggestions. First suggestion is, um, you know, be, have a good life. Have a, li- live your, live, uh, uh, have, get, get up in the morning and have positive, have a positive, try uh, have a positive energy to go forth life. And then, you know, more importantly, please, please uh, join my Patreon. That would be super helpful to me. Uh, it's on it'll, the it, the link is in the bio of at grading animals. Uh, anyway, um, thank you so much. I think this was. Um, I'm gonna say this episode was okay. Hopefully, but uh, you know it, it doesn't matter because it just matters to, to to do another one. All right, thank you guys so much. <laughs>